You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some strategies that you can use in your practice uh, to be more efficient, uh, more specifically when it comes to offense. Uh, there's a couple different things we're doing in our gym differently um, as of this offseason that I think have been paying dividends, and I want to share that with you guys on today's episode. So you might want to write some things down, but it's definitely an episode you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after a number of years coaching competitive volleyball and as the head coach of the biggest college in Canada, I've become obsessed with helping coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to coach efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is the Volleyball by Design podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 159 of the Volleyball by Design podcast. How is everyone doing out there today? You know, we're, we're finally in July. Uh, you know, I want to wish everyone a happy Canada Day, happy Independence Day, happy July, wherever you are in the world. Uh, you know, the weather is nice. It's summertime. It is, uh, it's it's great, actually. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, this is... July and August are always great times. Yeah, you know, there's always so much to do. I always look forward to these months. Um, at least I do. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely do. And we are we are in the off season. We're getting a chance to work with our players, develop their skills. You know, spend a little more time fine tuning certain things, which is a lot of fun. And this is you know, off season is one of my favorite times. Yes, it's it's not as it's not as favorite as in season, but there are a lot of things with the off season you can do, and you can get a chance to you know maximize repetitions and things like that. Uh, if you are listening to this before August 12th and 13th of 2023, tickets are on sale for DVA Live. Definitely, definitely go to digitalvolleyballacademy.com. You can find out more information about DVA Live. And if you don't know what DVA Live, DVA Live is, it's a two-day virtual coaches, virtual coaches clinic where we are going to build our championship program all in one weekend in addition to hearing from amazing speakers, uh, national pro-level speakers. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I ran it last year, and I can tell you, our our our, uh, our registrant said that they took a lot away from it. It was a great, great weekend. So I don't want you to miss out too. Uh, and it's virtual, so you no matter where you are, you can attend. And um, it's very, very interactive. Very, very interactive. So hopefully you guys can make it out to that. All right. Well, you know, Today's episode was sparked on, you know, we, every every summer we try to do things a little bit more efficiently. If you've ever attended any of my workshops, you know that one of my, my, my probably my number one pillar, I think, in my coaching repertoire, career, whatever you want to call it, is efficiency. And I'm always trying to become a more efficient coach. I'm trying to optimize time in the gym and optimize our players' ability to develop, you know, as fast as possible without, you know, without fast-tracking the skills that they need to develop, if that makes any sense. So I want them to develop as efficiently as possible, as fast as possible, by not forgetting anything, by not you know, doing any shortcuts. They have to be able to do the skills at a high level. So uh, many of you know I, I went to the coaching symposium a couple weeks ago, and I, I picked up on a couple of things from different coaches, and there's some, there's some things I picked up that I wanted to experiment in my practice. And these are three things I'm going to share with you that I think are really, really, really good. Um, so you might want to write this down. This might not be a, too much of a longer episode, but it's definitely something that is, is worth taking note of and, and writing down. So the first thing that we changed is I normally, 
in our gym, in our practices, I normally start off with a fun game that's not related to volleyball, or I may do a fun game that is related to volleyball, like, you know, volleyball tennis, volus. Very, really simple. I'm notorious for doing that game. Uh, But one of the ideas I got recently was to spend that time, that warm-up time, a little bit more efficiently by addressing the needs of your team. So you can still have fun. Like, And I still, by the way, would do a fun game that doesn't involve volleyball. But if I'm going to do a volleyball-related activity as a warm-up and still fun, I want to make it address a need for the team. Because that's that's called being efficient. So a couple a couple ideas I might throw your way here is, you know, if, if defense is something that you want to focus on or intensity or making sure that a ball never touches the floor. Maybe we maybe there's too many balls that go untouched and, and hit the floor. Well, that that warm up drill may be a chase down drill. So very, very simple. You know, it could be two on two, coach hits the ball against the floor and more towards the out so like imagine a coach bouncing the ball really high on the floor and then it's going in the direction of out of bounds like to the baseline where they're gonna have to chase get it back in and hit it over the net that'd be that'd be first contact so i'm first contact if i'm the coach and i you know hit it off the net that's first con- or i hit it on the ground sorry that's first contact and then the other two players will run chase bump up and then bump over that's three contacts so that'd be a chase drill and then they go back into two on two after that Okay, and you could do just bumping. You could just do bumping. It's kind of like volus, right? Where you're only allowed to bump back and forth, but now they have to chase down that first ball. So that's addressing that that need. Uh, another one we can do is, you know, we can do three on three, uh, short court or two on two short court. So the short court just means in between the attack line. So the the dimensions of the court are shortened to attack line and sideline. Now, instead of just doing, you know, regular short court stuff, you can start off by maybe throwing the ball off the net, you know, throwing it off the net, and then they can play it out however they want, but it has to stay within the lines of short court. Again, we're addressing the need of playing balls off the net. We're addressing the need of handling balls that are coming right over the top of the tape. Those are the short ones. Middles really need to spend some time doing this because they'll they'll get majority of those balls that fall over the net like that, you know? Like, so, so these are things that you want to address the need of your team, whatever that is, it could be anything. I want to address the need of your team. Okay. And then another drill that we've been playing around with, um, and I got this from my good friend, Dan Lewis. I see, I feel like a lot of the, these episodes have been about Dan Lewis lately. I've just, I've been working a lot with him, uh, over the last couple of weeks and, and I'm, I'm taking a lot, I'm taking away more than I thought I would and, and combining it with my philosophy and, and seeing how that affects our team. And it, so far it's been working. Uh, there's a drill that, I picked up from him called High Ball Continuous. And if you're a DVA member, by the way, all of these drills are going to be posted inside DVA um, in the behind the scenes off season section of DVA. So if you're if you're a DVA member, head over to the coach's blueprint. No, I lied. Don't go to the coach's blueprint. Go to behind the scenes. That's another area, and then go to, to off season. And you're gonna see I'm gonna upload all this stuff in there. And if you're not a DVA member, by the way, and you'd like to be, go to digitalvolleyballacademy.com. You'll get access to all these videos that I'm going to mention now, in addition to so many other trainings, courses, support, you name it. The, the whole point of DVA is it's my mentorship program where I get a chance to mentor coaches all around the world by teaching them how to create championship programs, and I do it in a variety of different ways. So anyways, digitalvolleyballacademy.com if you want to find out more info. 
So here's the way high ball continuous works, okay? You could have five on five, you could have four on four. Um, typically, five on five is kind of what you want to do. So I'm going to try to explain this. Um, you might want to write some of this down if you can. It might be a little tougher explaining, but I'll do my best. So a high ball continuous drill means the ball is staying in the air, you know, the whole way. You're rallying back and forth. You're, it's five on five volleyball with no middle, okay? So a setter front court, a left side front court, three players back court. Five on five volleyball, no middle. And you're working on contacting the ball. When you contact the ball over the net, it's, you know, obviously it's an attack, but it's a 60% attack. So the goal is not to score. The goal is to hit the ball at your, at your teammate for them to dig and play it out. Okay. And what I, the reason I like this drill is because it keeps the ball in the air. It's like a better version of pepper in a way, because you're consistently getting rallies, right? The ball is being seen over the net. The left sides are getting a chance to get a little bit of a hitting warm up by working their shoulder because you're just going 60%. You're not swinging heavy. So as opposed to like just, you know, working the hitting a ball against a wall or hitting the, or peppering with a teammate, everyone's getting a chance to get that, that, that work in. Okay. So really, really simple. They, um, they, the, okay, let's think about it this way. So five on five. Okay. The, the rest of the players that are not on the court, they're going to be at the baseline and they're going to be entering the court into position one. Okay. So here's how it works. The coach initiates the ball, and that is the first contact. And the coach is going to initiate the ball and toss it backcourt. Then we're going to set a high ball to the left side. Everything gets set to the left side. Everything gets set to the left side. And the left side is going to hit a ball at 60%. And then the pins are all going to rotate. So setters don't rotate, and liberos don't rotate. They're the only ones that stay put. So five-on-five five volleyball, setter's front row doesn't change, libero's in five doesn't change. So that we have a player in position one, a player in position six, and a player in position four. I hope I haven't lost you. Okay, let me repeat that, okay, in case I lost you. If you're driving, I'm going to repeat it again for you. So five-on-five five volleyball, no middles, okay? We have a front court left side and a setter. That's front court as well. And then we have three backcourt players. Coach initiates the ball by tossing it into the backcourt. They volley the ball to create a great out-of-system set. And then the left side, that's front court, is going to swing the ball over the net at 60%. Okay? As soon as he swings the ball over the net at 60%, everybody rotates except the setter and the libero. So the player in position one is going to go to six. The player in position six is going to move up to, up to four. And the player in position four is going to come off the court. And then the players that are off the court, one player is going to enter into position one. And if you don't have players that are off the court, then whoever is in position four is going to switch to position one. And you keep doing this back and forth because assumingly there's going to be a lot of rallies. Now, if you are a younger team, 12U, 13U, this may be a little bit tougher because it's the ball control is not going to be there. I understand that. But this is what you want to do at, at, at every level. You want to be able to control. Because we're not trying to attack the ball. No, we're not trying to score. We're trying to control the ball. So when everyone is, when the left sides are jumping and swinging, they're not swinging to score. They're swinging to get the ball to their player so that they can dig it up and we can execute. Okay? Now, the reason I like this drill 
is because you get to see all the small nuances in your team of how the game flows and what they're able to do with that. So let me explain. And these are some, some things I want you to look at. So when the rallying is going back and forth, you know, bump, set, spike, player in position four, when the ball goes over, comes off the court or goes to one, one goes to six, six goes to four. So everyone's rotating. Everyone's getting a chance to swing out of the front court left side, except for the setter and libero, which they're never going to swing anyway, so that's okay. Um, and everyone gets a chance to rotate and go through. Now, what I really like about this as well is not only are we getting our warm-up, we're, we're warming up our hitting shoulder, you know, we're getting good ball control touches as well by the ball coming over the net. But when we set the ball to the left side, now I want to see how do we look like when we're covering? Do our player, and you know what I like to do? Don't even tell them to cover. Wait till they start doing this drill and see, are, is your team covering or not? And if they're not, it's a huge problem because this should be instinctual. They should know to cover right away. And if they're not, we have to, again, we have to, everything is about being game-like. So we address it, make sure they cover. Make sure they know how to cover, okay? Make sure they're communicating when they cover. Make sure when the ball goes over to the net, everyone's communicating on, hey, my, my ball, I go, you know? Really simple things like that. So now you start being able to assess the flow of the game and the flow of their ability to know where to go on the court. Now, in addition to this drill, middles, by the way, are participating in this as well. Yes, I want my middles to be able to have good ball control, to be able to receive a ball that's being swung at 60%. Because guess what happens? When they go into the game after they serve, they have to potentially dig. Because when a middle serves, the other team knows that the middle is going to be rotating to position 6 or 5, and that's where they're swinging. They're swinging towards that middle. You better believe that. So they have to have the ability to have ball control. It's a must. And without it, they're going to struggle. So we want to make sure that they're doing that. Okay. So a couple other things. So middles, like I mentioned, middles are doing this. They're participating as well. We want to make sure that they're getting the good ball control. And yes, they're swinging out of left side. I know it sounds kind of weird, but they're swinging out of left side without a doubt. But that's okay. All right. Um, talk about a couple other things here I want to mention. So high ball continuous. Uh, they're swinging. We want to make sure as well, I mentioned this last week, we want to make sure that if the libero digs the ball and they can't cover, that the player in position six is moving up to cover the left side and the libero is just falling into backcourt. So you want to see that. If the libero is covering the, the left side, then the player in position six is falling back to backcourt. So we want to see that transition. We want to make sure that transition is, is, is appropriate. Okay. Um, and then this is a good drill too, because a lot of times, uh, the last thing I'll say about the high ball continuous, a lot of times, sometimes we may get a bad ball and the ball may get shanked or, or ricocheted backcourt. Are we chasing? Do you see the intention of your players chasing that ball? You know, that's what we, we want to see that. So I do this drill with our college guys and as, as boring as it sounds, it is intense because they do not want the ball to touch the floor. And that is the mindset. It's a mindset shift because now when we when we go do other drills or we go do other games, they the expectation is that ball doesn't touch the floor. And this is kind of like a little bit of a secret of mine that I'm kind of giving away to any of my coaches that are in the same league as me because I've been told that our teams are always one of the best defensive teams in the league. And, I, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that to sound arrogant. I, I promise you, I'm saying that that's that, that's always the feedback I get from my colleagues and things like that. And the reason for that 
is because we have a culture of not allowing the ball to touch the floor. Not allowing it. And if it does, you better believe there was someone that was diving on the ground to make sure that ball did not touch the floor. So little things like that, okay? You got to make sure that they have that mentality. All right. So that's that's a, hit, a nice hitting drill that's, that's continuous, that works a lot of the skills, and our left sides are getting you know that, those reps. Um, and then if the ball is in system, they, they get a regular hitting rep, which is nice. Now let's talk about another hitting drill for middles. This is kind of like middle, middle opposite as well as left side. This is another drill. I don't have a name for this drill. I just call it a another hitting drill. But I really like this drill because it replaces, you know, like when we do hitting practice, we just do hitting lines. We'll have like, you know, a left side hitting line, a middle hitting line, a right side hitting line, maybe a pipe. And it's just like, okay, the, the most advanced I've seen is, you know, coach down balls into lib, lib passes setter, setter sets, and then we hit. And then everyone's waiting for their turn. And it's just not, it's not efficient. I've, I've always, I've always, there's always, I've never liked that drill because I, I, I did, I did, I've done the math on it and I don't remember my numbers exactly, but you know, if you have a team of 12, that left side is getting one in every, in any 12 balls as a rep. And it's just not, and then they're just standing around doing nothing for the rest of the time. I mean, you may say, you may throw in like a block or throw in a, a dig and things like that, but it's just not, it's not efficient. So here's a nicer way of doing this. And by the way, you can do this with one set or two if, you're, if you only have one set in your, in your gym. And I'm going to explain this. I'm going to do my best to explain this, okay? If I, if I mess up, I apologize. But I'm going to do my best to explain this. So you have three passers on one side. Okay, we'll call, we'll call this side one and side two. So a, a regular volleyball court, side one is one side, side two is another side, Okay. So if you're, if, you're, if you're not driving and you can actually write this down, draw a volleyball court, and then on one side, outside the court, label it one, and then label the other side two, okay? So on side one, we're going to have three passers and a setter, okay? Pretty easy? Three passers and a setter. And then you can either have a designated coach um, on the serving line on, the, on that side one. You can have a couple players. It's up to you, okay? On side two... You have the servers, okay? You have an, a middle, you have the middles that are gonna be in a line and they can be in a line like kind of like off the court by the net. And then you have the opposites. And then your opposites can be a couple, a couple of them can be there on the opposite line. So here's the way it works. So you have the serving line, the servers on side two. They're gonna serve the ball over the net to the three passers. The three passers are gonna pass they're going to set and the left the left side's going to swing. Then on side 1, a serve is going to go into side 2 where the player that just served is going to be there to receive the pass. And this is not a hard serve. This is not a drill where we're trying to ace them. It's an easy we just float it over the net. They're going to pass to the setter on side 2 who's going to set a middle attack and the middle attack's going to swing. And we keep going. So if you have one setter, it's really easy because the setter can set on one side and then just cross over the net and set on the other side. If you have two setters, even better, they stay on the same side. And what I like about this is the left sides are gonna get a passing rep or and as well as it. There's, there's their set. Okay, so then they get their set and then they swing. Then your middles are gonna get their rep because the middles are gonna get the rep when a serve comes over onto side two, pass, and then they get their rep. 
And then the opposites are also going to get their reps on the next ball because you go, you can go middle, opposite, middle, opposite. And then after the, the after they serve, so whoever's on the serving line on side two, they then are going to become an opposite hitter or a middle hitter if your middles are serving. Okay, and that way we are getting it's, it's now it's hitting focused, it's a hitting drill, and we're getting multiple hitting reps in while simultaneously working a little bit of ball control and things like that. So if you wanted to keep it simple, you could have the libero on side two just receiving the ball. Just receiving that control ball. That's not like I said. It's not. We're not trying to ace, and and uh, it could be a coach that's on side one, just floating it in. Libero can pass it to the setter. Setter can set middle or opposite, and then the three players on the side one, they just have to watch out and be aware and get out of the way on the swing. And this is a fast drill. So server serves to, to the side one with the three passers. They pass. They hit. Once that hit goes. The next serve comes in right away to the libero or to the player that's on the other side, on side two. We're not waiting. Once the opposite swings or the middle swings, the three passers on side one are coming right back and then they're getting another ball in right away. So there's no downtime. There should be literally, after a point is swung, it should be within the next second or two of balls coming back over. So we're getting multiple touches. Opposites are getting their touches. You know, setting is getting, look at, setting's getting multiple touches. Hitters are getting multiple reps. This is a really, really good uh, drill for attacking. Um, and then as a coach now, you get like, you get to observe so many different things. But if your focus is just on hitting, that's great because now you get a chance to look and focus on the hitting. You can have a coach focusing on just middle attacks on one side. You can have a coach focusing on just left side attacks on one side. You're able to divide it up so much easier. The separation on the court makes more sense because we're utilizing the full court instead of just one side now with regular like hitting lines. Uh, it is it is by far one of the better hitting drills I've seen because it has it's so much more efficient, has purpose. And if you have a lot of like if you have even if you have a lot of players, this is fine. But if you have less players, it's even better because then you're gonna get multiple touches multiple multiple touches um i love this i love love this one um it just makes more sense to me especially getting a ball that's not just you know passed to like free ball into a setter and then setter sets you're getting a ball that's like served on the serving line but again it's not a real serve it's more of like a it's gonna be an easy serve that, that they're gonna be able to pass okay now here's some things you can add to this all right so what i've added and that's the great thing about this drill is there's so much progressions you can have from this so much progressions so for example if when when we start the drill, the serving side serves to side one where the three passes are. If they miss a serve, you can have a coach on the other side just down ball it in, just to get the rep and go in. Okay, easy solve on a serving error. If you um, if for whatever reason you you're getting to this drill and you want middles to not just attack, well, middles can start in the middle, block the left side attack. And then come in and do their attack. Because they'll have time. After they block or after they, they attempt to block, they can come back down and then the server is going to come in and then they're going to get to attack. You could also have blockers. You could have a middle blocker um, and you could have a right side or a left side blocker. Right? They can block and then go from there. So a, a route that could take is like, okay, so when a middle comes in the court, the middle can hit out of, hit out of position three, right? They're going to swing. And after they swing, Instead of coming off the court and for the next middle to hit, they can just slide over to position two and then be the blocker for the left side. So this drill can then turn into an even better drill by having some decision-making now. Okay, 
You could also do even step further. You can have the middle, you know, after they swing, they become a blocker. And you can have the server now, whoever serves, they become a digger. So after they serve the ball over the net to side one, they come in the court and be can become a digger. And then just dig the ball up, catch, and move on. We're not playing anything out because, again, this is more of a hitting drill. So you could do a lot with this one. I, that's why I love this one. You can do so much with it, but it's really, really simple. So let me recap, okay? I said this is going to be a short episode, but my explanations are long. Apologize. So we have side one and side two, okay? Side one has three passers and a setter, and then either a coach or a designated player who's at the serving line. Side two, we have a middle line, kind of close to the net, a little off the court, but close to the net. We have an opposite line, a right side line, and then we have servers, okay? We also can add in a designated passer on side two for the easy serves that are gonna come in by the coach or the designated server on side one, okay? So that's how it works. And let's go through the motions. Side two is gonna serve to side one. Side one's gonna pass it, set, attack. Once that attack's made, the coach or the designated server on side one is going to float the ball in really easy or down ball it in really easy on the serving line to a passer who's going to pass the ball to the setter. Setter is going to set a middle. Middle is going to attack. And then the next run through, the setter will set our opposite. So lots of opportunities here, okay? You could also, if you're high level, okay, the three passers on one side, you could also run pipe. You could run pipe out of there too. Pass, ball set, pipe. And then the, the designated server serves over to the libero on side two or the passer on side two, and then you execute a middle or opposite attack. You could also add in blockers on side two if you wanted to. Okay, you could throw in a right side block. You could throw in a middle block. You could do whatever you want. You could have the server on side two come in, serve, and then become a digger. You can be creative with this one, but this is a fantastic hitting drill. I absolutely love it. All right, I'm going to leave you with one more. Okay, and again, this is more, again, this was an offensive, uh, this was an offensive efficiency, I guess I'd call it offensive efficiency uh, practice or, or becoming more offensively efficient in your practice. Now, if we want to work on offense again, if the, if the goal is to work on offense, the goal is to work on, you know, being able to convert, score, this is an amazing drill I love that focuses on offense to get you guys multiple touches. So six on six volleyball. Okay, or six on five. It, does, it honestly doesn't really matter. You even and this is actually really good if you only have one setter. You ever wonder? Hey, as a coach, you ever wonder how am I going to have a game with only one setter? I'm going to give you the answer to that. So, if you only have one setter, if you have two, even better. It's fine. But if you have one setter, this works really well. So six on six or six on five. You have a defense side, okay, and you have an offense side or a serve-receive side, or whatever you want to call it. And you can set, you, you can play it at 25, you can play whatever you want. I don't, however you do, you do the scoring is irrelevant. You can do like, te, like 10 balls. You get 10 balls, let's see how much, how much the offensive side will convert in 10 balls. So you serve, okay? So the defense side can serve. The offense side will bump, set, and spike. Now, if the defense side gets a block touch, digs the ball, okay? Instead of instead of running an offense out of it where the offense side now has to play defense, what they'll do is they're going to send the free ball right back. So here's a typical sequence. Serve, pass, set, spike, then they dig, first contact is a dig, 
And then second contact, they bump the ball right back over as a free ball. That's it. So there's no digging. So the all the rallies, sorry, there's no scoring on the defense side. They're always going to send a free ball back over. And why this drill is so good is because it focuses on offense specifically. And the defense side still gets to focus on working on their defense, but the offensive side gets multiple touches. Multiple touches. And you can do this in all six rotations and work on your rotations. So if the ball gets out of system and they have to, and they dig the ball over, that's okay. Right? They or sorry, if it's an out of system ball and they swing and the other team digs it, that's okay. They dig, that's first contact. Second contact is gonna go right over. So there's no setting on the other side. There's no setting. That's why you can do this with one setter. The other side is just playing defense and then free balling it back over. So if you if the libero digs, whoever gets the ball next is just bumping it back over. If the defensive side gets a block touch, then that next ball just goes right over. Or they can bump it up and then send it right over. So then the offensive side is going to get another rep, another rally, another rally, and back so they can work on converting. And the goal is to score, right? Our, in our gym, if you're getting a free ball, 90, they have to score on 90%. So 9 out of 10 balls need to score. So if you wanted to just even take this further and not work on serve-receive, you could just enter free balls in. You could just enter a free ball in and have them play it out and have them score. And what's even worse, and you're going to have this, by the way, you're going to have it. I guarantee it. And you're going to be like, oh my goodness, this is really bad. What's worse is when the defensive team wins. So hypothetically, let's say you have 10 balls and you're giving free balls. Even worse, you're giving 10 free balls to the offensive side. Imagine if they lose. Because guess what? The defensive side is not running an offense. They're just free balling it back over. So what happens is if the offensive side lose, it loses because of two things. One, they get blocked. Or two, they commit an unforced error. And this is going to be a wake-up call to your offense, to your team, as well as your players, to realize that, wait a minute, we need to, our offense is not, this is a great test, coaches, to see how good your offense is. Because if your offense can't score on in-system free balls, or on free balls in general, or worse, they're losing, you know you have an offensive problem. And you're not going to be a great offensive team. So an amazing drill to work on offense and you could go five, six on five. You don't have to have two setters when you don't. When you, only have, you just work on that, and then that way. And then you could switch sides too as well, so everyone gets a chance to work on defense because the defensive side is also getting multiple reps. If you think about it, the defensive side is just focused on defense, so they're getting multiple digging opportunities. They're getting multiple blocking opportunities, right? They're getting all that. They just, the only opportunity they don't get to work on is out of system. But the goal of this drill is not out of system. The goal of this drill is conversion on in-system balls to be able to score or, or serve-receive when you're supposed to be in-system and things like that. Uh, and, and offense is something you absolutely have to work on. Okay, so let me just recap really quickly. Six on six, six on five. There's a defense side. There's an offense side. Ball goes over to the offense side, whether that's through a serve or that's through a free ball or a combination if you want. And the offensive side is going to run an offense. Bump, set, spike. When they spike... If the defensive side gets a dig, the second contact is going to be a free ball back over to the offensive side. So they have another opportunity to work on their offense and run it the way that it should be ran. And it also helps the defense get multiple defensive touches. But there's no attacking on both sides. Attacking is only coming from the offensive side. And with this drill, 
This is how you increase the efficiency of getting maximum offensive touches in a game situation. Because if you have six on six where both sides can run an offense, then you're not, and the focus of the practice or of this drill is offense, you're minimizing the offensive opportunities that you get when having both teams being able to run an offense. Okay. Hope that makes sense. It's a really, really good one. You're going to see, and you're going to, it's really going to open your eyes as well as your players' eyes to how good your offense to, uh, offensive abilities are. Okay. Let's do a little quick recap. Oh, and by the way, DVA members, I'm going to have all of these videos posted inside DVA so you can see what it looks like. Okay. I, I there's a little bit of a delay because I had some camera issues, but don't worry. It's going to be up there. It should be up there this week. Um, as well as the practice plan that I have on the whiteboard. I'll, that practice plan will be uploaded as well so you can see how it looks if you want to draw it out. Okay, so let's talk about the first thing we said, which was uh, warming up by addressing the needs of your team. And I gave you some examples where it's like two-on-two, two, chasing the ball down to get it back, playing the ball off the net, short court, you know, all these little things, whatever you got to do, a, a way to start a practice to get multiple touches. High ball continuous, okay? So high ball continuous is where we're warming up the outside hitter's shoulder. That's predominantly the purpose of it, as well as working on ball control and seeing how well your team has an offensive flow, defensive flow, how well it looks on the court, their IQ, you know, things like that. You know, all you do, a coach initiates uh, first contact by tossing it into the backcourt. Second contact is an out-of-system ball to the front court left side player, and then they swing at 60%. Nothing more than that to a player, not to a seam or to score, but they swing to a player, get a dig, pop it up, and we continue executing. And we want to get as much rallies as possible. Now, when the ball goes over the net, liberos and setters don't change, but player in position one goes to six, six goes to four, four comes off the court or goes back to one. But if they come off the court, whoever's off the court transitions into position one. Okay, no middle. Okay, so this is five on five, no middle. So middles are, are yes, middles are working on their ball control as well. Okay, this is not an attack. So middles can absolutely do this drill. It's not an attack. And like I said, when a middle serves, they're going to have to play position five or six wherever you have them for one, one rotation. It's going to have to, it's going to happen. And they have to have control on the ball. They have to be comfortable with control on the ball. Okay, so they're going to do that. And then we're going to continue doing this until you feel like you figured it out. One thing to focus on as well is making sure they're, they're covering appropriately, their fluidity is good, their communication is good. Like, look at the overall sense of where their positioning is. Do they know where to position themselves backcourt on an, on an attack? Like, look at all these things, okay? Um, the hitting drill we talked about, uh, I explained it in detail, side one and side two. Side one has three passers and a setter, side, as well as a designated server. Side two has an offensive uh, right side line, uh, middle line, as well as servers. And you can have a designated passer if you want as well. Side two serves to side one, bump set spike. Then a designated server serves to side two with a designated passer, bump set, and then middle attack or opposite attack. This rule is fantastic because it gets a chop, it gets opportunity for them to get multiple hitting reps, which is the purpose of the drill, by the way, as well as some ball control reps and you know the ability to spread out over one court and you know, not, 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 not waste time and maximize more touches. And then the last rule was my favorite, well, it's now my favorite six-on-six six game simulation, six-on-five, whatever you want to call it, game simulation type drill. Even if you have more players, by the way, it could be six-on-eight, six-on-nine, you just slap a bunch of blockers front court. You could do like four or five blockers front court and then three backcourt players. doesn't matter because the goal is for them to dig and just send it back over. 
Um, and I, I would actually encourage you to do that because that will really train your attackers to use the hands, see any seams, any spaces when there is when it's very difficult to have that. So really recommend doing that. We used to do that last year. Uh, you know, well, not used to, but we still do that when we have, you know, 17 players in the gym. It's always going to be like, you know, six on six on 10. I probably won't do more than six on 10, but it'll be like six on six on nine, six on 10, something like that. Okay. Uh, and a really, really good drill. And remember, offensive side, defensive side, offensive side, bump set spike, defensive side gets a dig. Second ball goes over as a free ball to give the offensive side another opportunity to run an offense. Okay. All right. That's it for me. Listen, if you are listening to this before August 13th or 14th or 12th, 13th, head on over to Digital Volleyball Academy to uh, get into DVA Live. And if you are interested in joining Digital Volleyball Academy, head on over to digitalvolleyballacademy.com where you'll get more information on how to join uh, the, the mentorship program where we've had, we have hundreds and hundreds of coaches in it that are seeing amazing results because they're learning how to create a championship program and how to create systems and you know all that fun stuff you need to know at the higher level as well as the lower level to be honest they're learning how to do that and seeing results so head on over uh links out links also in the in the show notes so there you go all right that's it for me thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the volleyball by design podcast i'll see you guys next week take care all right cue the music look are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey how would it feel to get clarity on your training and instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days? When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBtraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.